0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
0: Our number two of Oilers now. Bob Stauffer in the 630 TED Studios. The Oilers with a quick, brisk practice today on a four-game winning streak. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Or keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 7804960063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement, bet on it. Well, you learn a new thing every day. I did not know that our next guest's nickname, his nickname is Ginger Beef. That I did not know. And that's ironic because he is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show 2022 Oilers first round draft choice. And now a world junior champion, Reed Schaefer. Hello, Reed. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Brandon, the nickname is Ginger Beef. Is that is that yeah. the handle? Like, now does anybody is is it fun? Is it something that your old teammates get? How did how did this come to fruition?
2: I honestly don't know how that nickname came came about. Um, I think just like the Oilers Nation or whatever uh, on Instagram, kind of. Their, their fan base gave it to me. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a questionable nickname, uh, but whatever the fans like, I'm happy with. So. Okay. And so if
0: anybody dared, like, I've seen you play in the Western League. I saw your dad yeah. play. Uh, your dad had considerably more limited abilities than you did. Let's just put it that way. He had a very yeah. specified role in a time in which guys were allowed if somebody were to chirp you on the ice these days in the Western League, would you have to take matters? In, are you allowed to take matters into your own hands anymore the way your father used to?
2: Yeah, I think I I, think I am. Um, if I get chirped about that, I, I kind of just think it's funny. But um, yeah. if they want to take exception into their own hands and try and come at me... Uh, uh, I accept all visitors, so... There you go.
0: That's what our fan base really wants to hear. All right, let's get to it. You make the World Junior Team. What was that
2: experience like for you? Yeah, it was an experience of a lifetime. Obviously, you dream of that as a kid growing up around Christmas time, so uh, to me, finally, I'd be a part of it. Um, it was awesome, and just uh, kind of, uh, I guess, just being in Halifax and the crowds there, uh, you know, the building was rocking every night, so... Uh, just to be a part of that kind of experience is, is just so surreal, and to have my family there, it just makes it more special. To think of where you were three years ago to making the World Junior Team—it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of been a kind of a roller coaster ride within the last three years of kind of what I've accomplished and and what what I've gone through. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, I did have empathy
0: for you because when I saw you play last year. Uh, against the Edmonton Oil Kings, I thought a couple things. I thought, number one, the Edmonton Oilers need to draft you. Uh, And number two, I'm like, uh, there is a guy whose game is tailor-made for North American playoff style. I mean, you were in the grill of the Oil Kings players. You were skating through guys when you hit them. Uh, Frankly, you were a menace on the ice. And your team was a big, physical, nasty team. You guys probably cost uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings the Memorial Cup because a couple of their top guys got hurt. But I would say this, Reed, did you feel at times that maybe you're, stylistically speaking, the way you play wasn't necessarily conducive? I mean, you're, you're a physical player that, you know, plays with an edge and canada kind of has to mind its p's and q's internationally because there's always been this perception that the canadians are the most intimidating team did you have to have that in the back of your mind to make sure you didn't maybe cross the line whereas that might be a little bit more acceptable in terms of how physical you can get major junior hockey
2: yeah absolutely i think for me i kind of toy with the line a little bit i know uh My GM wasn't too happy with me kind of giving those two hands to the back of the leg when I'm skating up the ice. Um, But I think for me, just playing that physical game and trying to get under the other team's skin uh, is what I kind of thrive on and, um, I think it just helped me play my game and, uh, you know, create offense. So I, I kind of t- like to toy with the line. All right. So, you know, I'm in year 15 doing the
0: orders. I've watched Connor McDavid for the last seven and Leon for the last eight. And 15 years from now when they're retired and I'm still hosting the show, I'm going to be talking about when I, you know, wow, it was an unbelievable to have the privilege of watching those guys. What it was lo- what was it like for you to be on the ice and be a teammate of Connor Bedard during that tournament?
2: Yeah, it was pretty special. I think uh, he, uh, you know, like like I said, like McDavid in that rookie camp or whatever, he was uh, going one-on-four through defenders uh, in practice, and I kind of saw similarities with Bedard doing that to our defenders. He just split in the D uh, and then, you know, scored on the goalie. So what he did at that World Juniors was pretty special, and um, I don't really know if anyone else can do that um, uh, in years to come. So, uh, what he did was pretty special, and he's a heck of a player. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's an even better player uh, person off the ice. So,
0: good teammate. Didn't uh, request to trade out of Regina. He's going to stick with it. I like that. Uh, I got to ask you: You believe how well he shoots the puck for a guy? Like he's not the biggest of guys, but he's got an unbelievable release. Yeah, his his
2: shot is insane. Um, I think uh, he's what. Five, nine or whatever, but I think his stick length is almost the same size as mine. It's kind of insane how he shoots the puck with that long of a stick, and it's just his release is insane. So,
0: Your dad will tell you it's the new technology with the sticks as well. You can just simply do stuff that you couldn't do 20 years ago. Just, it's reality. <laughs> exactly. It's the reality is. So here's here's the deal. We haven't uh, we haven't seen you since you went down. Uh, you know, um, we, we saw you at the rookie tournament in Penticton. You go into training camp with the hockey club. Uh, how have things gone for you since you went uh, back to Seattle and WHL? Yeah, I
2: think uh, things have gone good. Um, I've had a pretty good start uh, uh, this year. Um, we have a, we have a pretty loaded team, so it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I'm just trying to do as much as I can to help the team out um, and just try and contribute offensively but uh, you know uh, be be a defensive role too just keeping the pucks out of the net and uh, just being a two-way power forward I think uh, that's what I just have to do Reed
0: Schaefer joining us he is the Oilers first round draft choice from the 2022 draft he's with the Seattle Thunderbirds you do have a loaded team do you still have a fairly physical team as well?
2: yeah I believe so I think uh We're a pretty heavy team, pretty physical. Uh, Not as physical as last year, Um, but I think we we have the guys uh, to play physical. We just have to do it now. How much – I mean, you had the four
0: guys off the Thunderbirds. Uh, Kevin Korchinski was on the world junior team. You guys picked up Nolan Allen in a deal from Prince Albert. You're on the team, so you're the three skaters. And then your guardian, uh, Milic, who was so good last year in the uh, WHL playoffs – but you've you've got some reinforcements since then as well. Uh, Brad Lambert has uh, come over. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, released him from the Manitoba Moose. Uh, do you guys feel the weight of the expectations
2: that you know you're supposed to be a top end team here? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of been like that uh, from the start of the season. We knew kind of we were the front runners going into this year, um, but um, I think we've done a good job just handling uh, that pressure. I think we just go out there and kind of treat every game uh, you know as if it's another game so um, we don't really look too far ahead we kind of keep uh, our head where our feet at and uh, just try and win win as much games as possible um, but yeah I think we got a good group and I think we can do something special this year. Uh, there is a guy on the team that I noticed um,
0: with the Calgary Flames organization you know I'm, where I'm going here uh, Lucas <laughs> Siona he's had a heck of a season hasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, he's been on fire this year. It's awesome to see. Uh, could be a potential rivalry down the road. Do you guys ever discuss that at all?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I uh, mean, and him, like battle each other in practice, and we're always going at it uh, in the one-on-one battle drills. So uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I'm talking with that. We're joined right now by Reed Schaefer. Reed, what aspects
0: of your game have you worked on the most to try to improve since the Oilers sent you back to Major Junior?
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's just my skating. um, I think that was just the main focus. Um, Obviously, I I know what I have to do to, you know, skating wise to be a pro hockey player. So I think just that agility part in my start um, was huge.
0: And in terms, I I think against Winnipeg, and they got a pretty good team too, uh, did you not have a power play and a shorthanded goal in that game? I had a shorthanded goal and a five-on-five Five-on-five goal. goal where you dragged the puck and uh, sniped one home there. Uh, yeah. How much uh, PK? Are, are you on the first or second unit on the power play? Uh, I'm on the first power play unit. Uh, okay. Usually either net front or in the bumper spot. Okay, which is where we saw you there last year. You're I think you were net front as well. And Rempe was on uh, your power play. You had two huge guys in front of the net. So you're on the yeah. PK. You're on the power play. You're basically playing in every situation right now yeah absolutely uh, uh, how's uh, How's Prokop done since he's gone down there Luke's uh, Al Prokop is uh, well known here in town business guy in town and uh, yeah. his brother uh, uh, Josh is having an unbelievable year at the U of A's leading the Canada West in goal scoring this year um, but how's, how are things going for Luke because a lot of people thought he might be playing in the American Hockey League this year
2: yeah yeah. Luke's been doing good this year uh, obviously he's a steady presence uh, on the back end um, you know he's not—he's nothing flashy. He's, a, uh, you know, a good poised defenseman that makes plays. Um, but yeah, he's—he's he's a real good leader in the locker room and a really good guy off the ice. So uh, he's a treat to have in the locker room for sure.
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Reed continued success. We look forward to uh, watching the progress with uh, Seattle. We're going to get uh, Bill. Now, did your dad ever tell you any stories about Bill LaForge's dad? Back when he was... Like, do you know what? He's probably the single most legendary coach in WHL history for how tough his teams were back in the day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You can can ask uh, Bill Jr. one of these days. He had... Uh, Let's just say that Bill LaForge Sr., he had red light and green light on the bench. And when the green light was on, that's when the boys were allowed to go do what they needed to do out of the ice. So he always, (laughs) believe me, he had, uh, in the OHL, in the WHL, he was in Regina. uh, He was in Kamloops with the Junior Oilers. The Oilers owned that team before uh, they became the Blazers. Uh, Even in his brief stint as a head coach with the Vancouver Canucks, he liked rock 'em, sock 'em, hard-nosed hockey. So I'm not <laughs> surprised Billy Jr.'s got a tough team. Reed, best of luck. Yeah. We're going to be watching with you, and we'll catch up with you just before the playoffs, okay? Yeah, thank you. You bet. That is Reed Schaefer out of uh, Spruce Grove. His father, Jeremy Schaefer, was a. Uh, we'll, we'll cut to the chase. He was an enforcer with the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers. Uh, you could chalk him. Big man, and Reed's got a lot more skill. The one thing, Brendan, uh, Brendan Scott, with me here, Bob Stauffer, with you in orders now. The one thing that Schaefer can do, Reed Schaefer can do, he can shoot the puck. He's got a um, real, real good. Like he's got a quick release. He can drag it in tight. Like he's got a pretty good set of hands. Um, like Pat Maroon was a sixth round draft choice that has played forever. Schaefer has a higher ceiling than him, like he's got a better skill set at a younger age, but he's got, Pat's got good hands for a big man, and Reed Schaefer has good hands for a big man. He looks a little physically like Matthew Kachuk. He's a lot more direct than, like, there's been times, like, Matthew Kachuk, over his last couple of years in Calgary, fought a lot, hasn't fought as much this year in Florida. What did he say? He said, they know where to find me? Is that what he said earlier? Did you hear that before he said that in the interview? He said he welcomes all visitors. He welcomes all visitors. They even, you know what? This This is Seattle for you. They picked up a guy named Ashton McNally. He's this from is Cade's little brother. Cade's little brother. Ashton's there now, hey. Do you remember Ashton
1: from? Yeah, he was a Sherwood Park Crusader for a little bit while I was with them. And how <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: was he an agitator?
1: Uh, absolutely, he would have been the toughest guy I think, and and was he was playing for Grand Prairie last I saw. Uh, oh, prior West Westlock.
0: You, you you think he's the toughest guy in the AJ? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, so they picked him up. Uh, as well, so he's a fourth line guy for them. <laughs> they got a tough team, uh, like and you and you heard you heard Reed. Reed basically said, "I don't think we're quite as physical as last year's team." Well, they added Brad Lambert, who fell. That's the son of Ross Lambert, who's an agent over in Europe. He represents Derek Ryan. Um, they added Brad Lambert, who was part of Team Finland. The Jets released him uh, from the Manitoba Moose. Don't forget, they've got the rights to Dylan Gunther. And there is a chance that Arizona might release Gunther at the trade deadline back to Junior. And if Seattle gets him, I mean, <laughs> if Dylan Gunther doesn't get hurt last year in that playoff series against Seattle, I think the Oil Kings might have won the w, uh, Memorial Cup. They're, I mean, their two best forwards during the course of the tournament last year were Jackson Weeb and Cole Miller who's had a tough year this year, Cole Miller's draft eligible, but those were third and fourth line guys for the Edmonton Oil Kings. They just, they got the snot kicked out of them by Seattle. That series went six games, it went two games too long for Edmonton. And Seattle's obviously uh, loaded up uh, this year. We'll even talk to Luke Pierce about that coming up at 135 today. I think we'll circle back into the Ashley Fine Flores text line, but not before I tell you Japanese Village. For 50 years, Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census reserved today at jvedmonton.ca. Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott with you.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. That's where we're going to go next. Not after I tell you cars cost less than Wataskwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wataskwin, well known for their top. Shelf Service Department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford to make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. To the orders now, injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. You know who I bumped into last night up at Studio 99? Another guy that uh, was uh, Trent Brown's teammate at the U of A that was uh, an excellent university sports player, played for the Calgary Stampeders in the CFL, was Mark Singer. Mark was uh, an all-Canadian like Trent Brown and uh, basically had a CFL career shortened due to injury. Uh, Trent, a two-time CFL All-Star winner of a Grey Cup and a proud supporter of uh, all of Edmonton's teams. All right, that's the injury report. Uh, Of course, Evander King being activated from LTIR, moved to LTIR, Kyler Yamamoto, and Ryan Murray. Tampa Bay Lightning are in town. They're completely healthy. And they're playing Vancouver tonight. Let's do it, Brendan. Get your thinking cap on here. Bob, what players are realistic targets for the Oilers at the deadline? From Ryan in Red Deer. Well, I'm going to operate under the context that money in, money out, the orders have limited cap space, and so you need to look at potentially targeting players basically $1.25 million or less. Okay, And the reason why I'm suggesting that at this time is we have an audition window for both Broberg and Holloway here, as long as the Orders can win games. And Jay Woodcroft continues to deploy those guys, and the orders play 11-7, and 7, and they've got a, a very controlled environment for about their next eight games, which is going to take us through the next three and a half weeks. So I'm going to give you one name, and it is not a surprise because I've mentioned them about 6,433 times on this show. But for me, if I'm to look at a player that is relatively inexperienced at the ac- or uh, inexpensive, that would have a fairly inexpensive acquisition cost, the player for me would be who from Chicago, Brendan? Sam Lafferty. Okay, now the Hawks are bad. Of their regulars, the defensemen that have the best Corsi on the team are Caleb Jones and Jake McCabe at 45%. It's believed that McCabe will not move his no move to come to Canada. He's got seven teams on. The forward that has the best advanced analytics on Chicago is Sam Lafferty. And Sam Lafferty has a 61.7% defensive zone start. He is a fast Third line, six foot one, right shot, wing slash center. He's uh pretty good as I recall on the face-off circle. I think he's probably right around we'll give you an update. He's at fifty three point two percent on the face offs this season. The Oilers could use a right shot. He's one point I think he's one point one two five million signed for another year. So that would be like, when I'm looking at the orders and I'm thinking, what could they realistically add that they could fit in that would not be a huge price point? And if you are going to move, say, a third rounder, and you might have to move a little bit of money out, um, you know, I mean, to me, Lafferty would make sense. I'll give you another name. Under a million bucks, another right shot. Six foot six. This guy's having a good year in Arizona. That's Nick Bukestead. But the question you have to ask is who are you taking out in eleven and seven if one of those guys goes in? Now Lafferty plays all day because he can kill penalties because he's fast. I mean, if you had Lafferty and McLeod on a penalty killing unit, and the thing about Lafferty is he's accepted his role. And that's important because sometimes those guys don't want to do it. So those are two players, both sub 1.25 million. And this is taking us out of context to trade in for a defenseman at this time. You revisit that. You can punt that forward three to four weeks. Anybody off the top of your head?
1: If if we're punting defensemen, I mean that's kind of where I'm hung up on. Right? Is I don't want to. I I, want to see what Broberg can do in the next month. Of course, and and this is great. But I think that there's. A lot to be said about acquiring more depth. I like a guy like, say, Josh Brown out of Arizona. Just for the sake of being a little bit beefier on the back end and maybe someone else that's accepted their
0: role at this stage. All right, maybe a bit of a swing guy, because I think he can play a little bit of forward too. Not quite like McDermott, who is an unrestricted free agent and a former teammate of Connor McDavid's, is Curtis McDermott with Colorado. It's quite defined, knows what to do with its job. Who do we got here? Is it Eileen with the one uh, thirty? It sure is. Global news, weather, traffic update. Eileen Bell, and when we come back, a little bit more major junior talk with Luke Pierce, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings.